Hello and welcome back to the Gritty Men Podcast. I'm John Riggs, your host, and as always, I'm here to equip, encourage, and inspire God's men to live God's way for God's glory. Hey guys, so great uh, to spend some time with each and every one of you. Just encourage you to share these podcasts with uh, as many men as you can, and I hope that they've been a blessing to you. I know I've been blessed by spending time in preparation and sharing these uh, with each and every one of you. In today's podcast, I want to talk about dads who go the distance. How do we go the distance as fathers? Um, I have uh, had the privilege of raising three children of my own. I have um, three grown children. My youngest son, is uh, he's still at university. He's a junior there. My middle son, Weston, he is married. And then my oldest, my daughter, is engaged to be married uh, here in about a month or so. So um, my journey as a father um, is not over, but the season of fatherhood for me is different than it was as I raised my children under my very own roof. And I want to talk to fathers out there today. Um, every one of you out there who is a father, you, you are a father to your last breathing moment. And uh, although the seasons of fatherhood may look different for you, the necessity of you being involved in the lives of your children and grandchildren is absolutely essential. Um, I want to talk to you in regards to your legacy. Um, just starting off, legacy. Now, legacy by definition is the long-lasting impact of particular events, actions, um, etc. Um, that took place in the past uh, of a person's life. As God's men, we desire a godly legacy. We all want to leave a godly legacy. We're all leaving a legacy. The question is, what kind of legacy are we going to leave? Um, and we determine the legacy that we leave for our children. And if you're a young man, not married yet, I want you to begin to think about your legacy because your legacy is, is already being written. You're, you're developing into the men that are going to be raising these families uh, who will be husbands to a wife and the mother of your children. And so you're already being developed into the man that you need to be in order to leave a lasting godly legacy in the lives, not only of your wife, but also in the lives of the children that God will bless you in the future. If you're a, a young dad here and you're in the throes now of the busiest season of your life, and that is going to be that window of time from when your child is born until they go off to college. That's the busiest season of life. Your, uh, your late 20s and your 30s and even part of your 40s are gonna go by in a flash and you're gonna be extremely busy. Um, and you will be building a legacy uh, that will impact your children and your grandchildren to come if the Lord tarries. So I want you to be thinking about legacy. And say you're um, in the season of life that I'm at. My kids are now grown. They're out of the house. And I'm in a new season of fatherhood. Nonetheless, I am still, um, I'm still in the process of leaving a legacy for my kids and still actively involved in their lives. Very close relationships with all three of my children and very grateful to God for that. He has been faithful throughout the years and the word of God is true. And I'm so grateful that I've had the privilege of having three fantastic kids and not only has God used them to mold me as a man, um, but God has also used my life to help mold my children into the people that they are today. 
So what a privilege it is to be a father and to be a man. And we have a desperate need for fathers in this generation. In fact, you're probably not told how significant you are as a father, but in fact, you are the key element within the home. You might think, well, no, mom is the key element. Well, the mother is actually the nurturer, and she's the responder of the man. And she's the nurturer of the things that we actually instill. She nurtures those things. So you are the primary in these things. Although she's created different than you are, and her gifts, talents, and abilities, and the way that God has designed her is essential, the two of you working together work perfectly in what God has designed for the family unit to actually look like and how it should operate as a husband and wife in union, one flesh, raising children, and by God's grace, even though we fall short many, many ways and many times, God's grace is sufficient to help us as we endeavor to instill the values of what it means to know and to follow the God of all creation and instill these attributes, these truths, and um, the significance of knowing and having a relationship with this God to each of our children. Did you know this now? Here's a few stats uh, for you. By the way, if you were to write down just on a sheet of paper, maybe just in your own mind, just think of this, and it won't take you long. Your mind will go there quickly. I want you to write down or just think of even right now some people or some men who have had a lasting impact in your life. Now, I realize that there are two types of impact. There is a positive impact and there's a negative impact. And so even now as you're thinking about this, you've probably already in your mind already run across a couple different um, individuals that had both positive and someone else maybe a negative impact. So you can see that these individuals marked your life, one of them in a positive way and one of them in a very negative way. And unfortunately for some of you men listening to this podcast today, your father is one who actually marked you in a negative way. Um, and for that, I am sorry that you have had that experience, but God uh, is the perfect father as we have learned and as we're learning, as we grow to know and love the, the father of all creation, the heavenly father. Um, God the father is an incredible father. He is perfect in his love and everything that he does. Um, and I'm so grateful for my heavenly father as well. Every man reading this has been and will be impacted by um, one individual primarily in their life, and that could be the lack thereof or that individual leaving a negative impact or positive. And I promise you it's going to be your father. Now, I realize, guys, that some of you men who are listening to this podcast, you had an absentee father, or maybe you never knew your father whatsoever. And I know that that's had a very negative impact on your life. In fact, if you were to be frankly honest, it's, it's something that you wish was different about your life, that you you wanted a father, you needed a father. In fact, guys, I'm 51 years old and I still um, need a father type in my life. Now, I do have my heavenly father and I've grown to know and love uh, my heavenly father in relationship to him, um, into uh, just the incredible relationship that I have with God the Father. But I also know that it's significant for us to have men in our life that have this type of impact, and we need them at every season of our life. Um, I still need that in my life, and I know that if you're listening to this, you do as well. So either the father's absence 
or the Father's presence has left a huge impact in your life. Um, Our society, guys, would have you believe just from mainstream media, television shows, so on and so forth, that the role of the father or the man in the home and in our society is inconsequential. But the statistics prove just the opposite. Let me read you just a couple stats, not to bore you, but just to make my point. 90% of homeless and runaway children, 90% are from fatherless homes. 71% of pregnant teenagers lack a father. Why is that? Because for a young lady, the father is the most significant relationship in her life. Why is that? Not that the mother's relationship to the daughter is not significant, but the father has a very significant role in affirming this young lady. In fact, when she, when she gets to a certain age, if she does not have a relationship with her father affirming her in the right and positive godly way, then she will go looking for a male to affirm her in her beauty and in her value. She will begin to look for that. And they begin to look for that fairly young in life. And so, Dad, I want to encourage you right now, speaking to you young men who are not yet fathers, you need to be thinking this way as you have a family. Your role in the life of your daughter is extremely important. You will be the validating role, godly, validating, loving role that God puts within her life will be through you. You will teach her why she's so valuable, why she's beautiful, or that she is beautiful, that she is radiant. You will ensure that she feels um, very, very special and important, and and that her value um, supersedes the physical. You're going to validate these things in her life. And what I have seen as a pastor of over 20 years, I've seen many young ladies who um, on this side now of their life, looking back, were searching for validation that a father did not provide. And in doing so, they found what I call just a hairy-legged male um, who was searching for sexual relationships with her. Um, He was validating her, and she was validated from this man, and she was even willing to meet with him sexually in order to reach this validation. And so it's no wonder that 71% of pregnant teenagers, by the way, that can only be a young lady, um, come from a fatherless home or a lack of a father. You can have a father in a home, but it doesn't mean that the father is really actively present. So men, your role is extremely, extremely important. 63% of youth suicides, this is a big one. I've done several suicides Um, in the last 20 years, and they're all heartbreaking and very difficult to uh, take part in as you minister to the family uh, going through these terrible, terrible experiences. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. There's reasons for that, guys, because we are the authority figure in our home. We are the one that drives the nail in the wood so to speak. We draw the line in the sand. We set the rules. We raise the bar. We hold up and raise a standard. We require that our children rise up to the standard of what we have raised in our homes. And with your absence or unwillingness to do so, your children will reap 
a negative consequence from that. 75% of adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers, think of this, guys, 75% of all youth polled in adolescent uh, patient chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes. That ought to tell us something. 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions, they have no father. That's huge, man. That's so significant. 85% of all youth who are in prison come from fatherless homes. And you can take that even to the adult males and adult females who are incarcerated, and you'll find that the vast majority of these individuals come from fatherless homes. Can you kind of get the picture here, guys, of how significant your role as a father is in the lives of your home and in the lives of your family and your children and your wife? You're huge in, in relationship to how your family will respond and live in this culture and this society. You are the main cog in the wheel. You are that. And don't let anybody downgrade the significance of what God has created, called, and designed for you to be in the home. You are essential. And what we see in our society is the denigration of the home and the absence of the father in the home. That is the absolute truth resulting in a dismantled society with children who come from single parent or fatherless homes. It is, it is of proportions that we can't even calculate the carnage or the damage uh, of what it's brought upon our society. Now listen, we're not going to be able to look to the government to fix this because they couldn't care less in fixing this. You think that they could see the stats here and realize that, hey, we need to, we need to put a, a priority here on, on fatherhood and raising up men. But that's the role that the church should be taking. But unfortunately, the churches fall short in this in many ways as well. Because when you look at the stats and you look at the numbers, I mean, there's 50% of Christian marriages that don't even make it. So not only do they not even make it in Christian marriages, but when you have already a fragmented home through divorce, you're going to have what the effects of that in a broken home with father and mother living apart, sharing the kids. All of these things are a reality. So I just want to encourage you guys how much you matter. Let me, let me talk about this too, just briefly. I want to say this because in other cultures, the grandfather is still the patriarch of the family. Yet in the American culture, the grandfather becomes less and less important and less and less significant and less and less involved in the lives of their families. And yet the grandfather has the wisdom. He has set the standard for generations that have followed, and he has incredible things to offer not only his son and his family or his daughter and their family, but the grandchildren as well. I can't tell you the number of grandparents that are not actively involved in the lives of their grandchildren. It's as if they go on vacation and think, well, I'm done. I've raised my three kids or my five kids or my one child, and this thing is over with and it's done. And they have left a very deep 
need that is not being met within the framework of the family because they've checked out and they're on holiday somewhere in this vacation-driven mentality of retirement. And it's, it's affecting things greatly. If you're a grandfather and you're listening to this podcast, you don't cease having value and need within the structure of the family. You are the patriarch, man. You should still be raising the standard. You should still be calling your children and your grandchildren to live a godly standard. You should still be exhibiting these valuable truths before them as you walk as a man of God. See, you're the man who should be teaching and instructing and counseling and encouraging and, and, and rebuking, if you will, in a godlike way and correcting because you've already been there. You've already walked the road. You're living it out. You're mature in Christ. And yet what we find in the American culture, which I find absolutely bonkers as as we see, when you see these grandparents, they become less and less significant, less and less important. And I don't know if it's by their own desire or their own will or a cultural standard, but it's like they're on the very outskirts and they have very, very, very little influence uh, upon the grandchildren or even their own children. And I realize that relationship changes with our children. But let me say this too, as a father who's raised three kids, I am glad that that relationship has changed. To be honest with you, after 25 or 26 years of parenting, um, I was a little tired <laughs> because if you're going to parent in this culture, and I mean you're going to be the man who raises the standard, draws the lines, requires his family to follow God in a way that honors and glorifies him as you, like we read about Joshua, as for me in my house, I don't care what everybody else is going to do, but in my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to have boundaries and we're going to set standards and we're going to live by the word of God and I'm going to instruct my children and teach my children and love them that way and discipline them that way. Listen, after 25 or 26 years, let's just be honest, you're tired of being that particular father in relation to your children. It gets tiring. I know it does, guys. And if you're in the throes of that right now, do not stop. Go the distance. Finish this race. Complete this stewardship of what God has given for you to do in your life. Don't stop. Don't shirk your task. Stay at it. Stay consistent. Keep plugging away. You and your wife together and God will bless your effort, your work, and your due diligence. He will bless that in the lives of your kids and you will see these things come to fruition in their life. And one day you'll be where I'm at. I'm on the other side of the disciplinary person, the one that was constantly holding the line, requiring these things, setting the boundaries, disciplining the kids, um, all of that stuff. You're on the other side of this. Now, I get to be a father, but yet in a different way. Um, now I get to provide counsel and wisdom and, and even friendship. I, I'm, I'm not having to be the disciplinarian now. I can be um, a father to my kids, I feel like, in a much more mature fashion because my kids have grown up and they're matured. And so they're no longer needing that in my life. And they're outside of my home now living their life. But I've imprinted their life and I've instilled these values in their life. And now I'm watching them live these out in their own personal lives as well. So I'm here now. I'm, I'm still connected with them very, very, very much so. And, but yet that relationship has changed.
And even when I become a grandparent, I know that that relationship is still going to be different, but it is significant, it is needed, and um, I'm looking forward to having the opportunity uh, to enjoy the next season of what fatherhood will look like once I have grandchildren. Um, and I know that's in the future, hopefully, Lord willing, that's in the future. So um, the significance that you provide in relationship to the family unit as a whole is absolutely incredible. You are essential. God designed it this way for a reason. Now, legacy, guys, as we think about it, some guys might think of legacy as, you know, well, what all kinds of property and things can I leave my children? No, that's an inheritance. That's different. Legacy is not about property. It is not about money. Um, it, 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 is, it, is, it is something much richer and much deeper because an inheritance are those things um, that are, I would say, more physical um, they're, they're, they're things that can disappear. They, 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 the value of those things can change. Um, these things like property and, and, and finances and all that stuff, it's great to leave your kids an inheritance. Um, I, Bible says that. It's, it's scriptural to, to leave your, your children something and to leave them a good inheritance. And I think every father out there, I know I do, I desire to leave my kids a good inheritance. But more than that, I want to leave them a godly legacy in which they can follow. Because those things cannot be purchased. They can't be lost. Um, they can't be tainted by, by storms or, or thieves or a down economy or taxation, whatever the, the situation may be, wear out, fall apart. No, the, the legacy cannot be tainted by those things. It, it, is, it is something of much deeper value. So I want you to think about that. Um, legacy is how you impact others and inheritance is what you leave them in relation to property and assets. So this impact on others will outlive you. I want you to think about this. Um, your legacy will outlive you. And I think that's pretty awesome that we can actually leave something when we are gone that still is impacting lives. That's huge. Um, you could leave a car to your son, but that's not going to be really impacting lives. But if you leave them a godly heritage, a godly legacy, a man who finished well, a man who, who, who was gritty to the very end, who served and pursued and loved and followed God, you're going to leave your kids something of value that the world cannot leave. People outside of Christ can leave their kids a great inheritance, but they can't leave them a godly legacy. Only those who are in Christ can leave their children and their grandchildren that type of legacy. Um, why is it important? You, you, you might be thinking, why is it important for us to know this? Well, let me, let me just say this. It's, it's very important for us to know this. It is important to know this because as long as we are alive, and I want you to think about this, for you older men, listen, I, 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 I talk to a lot of older men. I, I spend time with men. I, I, I just, I want to be around men. I like men, okay? What I mean by that is, is 
we need to be around godly men and iron sharpens iron. And um, I meet men all the time though that seems like they've just cashed their chips in. You know what I mean? Like they're just not finishing. They're not, they're not even endure, they're not even doing anything anymore, man. It's like the final season of their life is just like, it's like it's the whole retirement mentality. I hate that men, retirement mentality. I, I hate that because of what it can do to the mind. It's okay if you can retire, man. Work hard and, and, and get a retirement and enjoy your retirement, but don't stop working. Don't stop growing. Don't stop um, enlarging your territory and, and growing the kingdom and, and growing yourself as a man. Don't stop those things just because you have retired at 62 years of age. You got to think of a man like Caleb who at 85 was, was, was telling Joshua, dude, you remember what Moses said. He promised me the mountain country that is mine at 85 years of age. What did that mean for Caleb? Caleb knew that there were giants in the country. In, in order for him to have that land, he was going to have to possess that land. And how would he possess that land? He was going to have to go in and conquer the enemy in the land. He's 85 years old, and the last thing he's thinking about doing is retiring. He is looking for the mountain country, and I love that um, about Caleb because he is a warrior. He is a gritty man. He, he's, he's not the typical grandpop down there on the side corner over here sitting in the rocking recliner. That's not him. He's the, the dude in the center of the room around the whole house is looking at and they're listening to because he's still telling them stories of great valiant victories and wars. Can you picture this? Can you picture your grandfather, man, standing in the middle of the living room and all eyes are on him and every ear is perked toward him and they're listening because this guy right here, he's still conquering, he's still battling, he is still having victorious celebrations of what he is overcoming and conquering. No, that's the kind of man that glorifies God to the very end. Not some dude sitting in a recliner who is loafing the last years of his life away. And yet so many Christian men are loafing away their final years. And yet that's the years that God has given them where they're able to offer something that took a lifetime to be prepared to give. I didn't have at 20 years of age what I have now. I didn't have the mind I have now. I didn't have the maturity that I have now, although my wife might argue that because she may think at times I still lack maturity I didn't have the wisdom that I have now. I didn't have the experience that I have now. I haven't had the years and the water under the bridge and the trials and the battles and the victories. I didn't have these things. Therefore, I was not able to offer those things, not only to my young bride, but to my young family. But I do now. And think about how many more of those things I'll have to offer to my grandchildren and to my children and to my beautiful wife in the next 10, 15, and 20 years. So we have to change our mindset. If you have a grandfather, you send him this podcast 
because he needs to realize that the best days of his life are not over. God has spent years preparing him for this time and this season of his life. And he is needed and he is valuable and he needs to be looking for the next mountain that needs to be conquered and the next enemy that needs to be defeated. He needs to be warring as a warrior to the very end of it all. He must stay at it because warriors who retire, they die early. They die early. No, that's not for us. That's not bringing glory to God. And so, like C.S. Lewis said, man, the glory of God is man fully alive. And we are to bring God glory in our life. And if you're a, a man that's 50 years of age and older, are you, sir, bringing glory to God through the way in which you're living your life? Don't waste your years. If you're 50 years and younger, don't waste your years. Bring glory to God. Use your life to bring glory to our great God. All right? So the reason it's important that we understand the significance of our legacy and the season of life that we're in. Over and over in Scripture, we're told what? We're told to make the most of every opportunity, to, 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 to make the most of the day, heed the moment. All of these things are there because, see, the reality is life is not yesterday. It's gone. Life is not tomorrow because it's not guaranteed. The only moment of significance is right now. Right now, this very moment, as I speak these words, it's the only moment of significance in our life because it's the only moment of life. That's it. So today is the day in which we live. And as long as we are alive, guys, listen to this. doesn't matter if you're 20, 18, 16, or 88. The reality is as long as we are alive, we are still able to build a godly legacy that impacts others for the glory of God. Not for my glory, but for the glory of God. Legacy is living for the glory of God. Here it is, guys, to the very end. We need to put that on a caption somewhere. We need to wear that on a t-shirt. In fact, I'm going to underline this because it's that significant, I think. Um, legacy is living for the glory of God to the very end. And that's what we are called by God to do. You may not be able to change your past. Okay, I realize that. Can't change our past. And so, guys, stop living in the past. Some of you fathers out there like, man, I blew it. I worked all the time. I, you know, I should have, I would have, I could have. Stop with all that business because every one of us who has been a father can go there and say that. I should have been at more of those. I shouldn't have worked so many hours. The overtime wasn't necessary. You can say that now, but it was necessary when you needed to provide for your family. And you were doing what you were doing, the very best that you could do it. And you're doing it to the very best of your ability because you were loving your family, providing for your children and for your wife. So stop beating yourself up about what you didn't do in the past because what you were doing was significant and you were doing the best you can, okay? So quit living in the woulda, shoulda, couldas because we can all say woulda, shoulda, coulda. And what we want to do is we want to realize that we can what? We can affect change in the present, 
in the present. So right where you are right now, in the season of life that you're in, in the maturity of where you are, in the knowledge of what you have, now begin to make these very important decisions about leaving legacy, building legacy, and making legacy right now today in your life. One way to leave a great legacy is just simply this, to live your life for the glory of God. You can't go wrong. In other words, every day that you get up, write this down on a three by five card. God, today may my life bring you the utmost glory by how I live. I want to bring you glory today in everything that I do, from what I say to how I work to how I live. All of it, God, may it bring you glory. Start your day off with that. Don't start your day off with this. Well, man, I got to be here. I got this appointment here. I need to make this much money. Don't, don't start there. Because if you start there, you leave God out of it. Start with God and his glory and his namesake. And then everything else in the day, it'll take care of itself. But the things that you do will be done in a way that honors and glorifies God. And let me tell you something. When you live that way, you will leave one whale of a godly legacy. I want to encourage you to do that. The reality is that changing the present will affect the future. Isn't that good news? How we do and live today has an effect on our tomorrow. That's a true reality. That's what I love about life. Today's today, but tomorrow's another day. So what I do today, I build on it tomorrow. It's a wonderful thing to have this opportunity. Um, and our future will one day be the past. This is a great news for all of us. So on your journey of faith, what I want you to remember, what I want you to, to, to be encouraged by is this. I want to encourage you to have the mindset of legacy and realizing the significance and the importance of your role in your relationship to your wife first, well, to God first, your wife second, because that is the unity of the home, the husband, the wife, one flesh, and then the children who come out of the love of that unity. When all of that is in order and legacy is being built, you're going to be able to look back one day and thoroughly enjoy where you are in life, not only in relationship to where your children are, but in relationship to where your marriage is and in relationship to the next mountain that you're ready to pursue. You never stop going forward. Our call, guys, according to Paul in Philippians, it is an upward call. It's not a descending call. It's not like we run here for a while and we reach the age of 60 and then we just kind of descend and slide into home as we go across the finish line. No, the climb is always up, 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 up. Why? Because our climb and our call is an upward call of God. We're, we're, we're not stopping, slowing down. You may physically not be able to do what you did when you were 45 or 50, but let me tell you something. You can do some things now that you could not do at 45 or 50. You didn't have, you didn't have the knowledge. You didn't have the experience. You didn't have the tools. You didn't have the time. You didn't have the, the money. You, 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 you can go down the things of what you didn't have that you currently have now. You can always look at what you don't have. Well, I don't have my youth anymore. You know what? I mean, I'm on a fixed income. Or you can go through the list of what you don't have. But what you don't do is you don't look at the list of what you have now that you didn't have when you were 40 and 50. And so focus on those things and then use those things 
all for the glory of God. Every one of you men out there, get out there, build a godly legacy, live a godly legacy, and leave a godly legacy for the glory of God and for the the, the betterment of your children and for your grandchildren. God bless you guys. Stay gritty, and we'll see you next time on the Gritty Men Podcast. Thank you.